So today I want to talk about how we sometimes allow other people to knock us off track and take us out of our healthy habits. My name is CJ Johnson and my background is in the golf industry. I had a wonderful career uh, because of golf, but by the time I was 38 years old and I'd worked my way up that corporate ladder, uh, I weighed well over 250 pounds. And um, it was it was not a pleasant place to be. I lost that weight. I took off 100 pounds, and I've been able to maintain that weight loss from then until now. I'm 56 years old, so I've maintained it for a long period of time. And uh, in part, thanks to the, the TR90 products, which came into being in about 2013, they're a big part of my weight maintenance journey. In fact, really not a day goes by that I'm not using Protein Boost is my favorite product. And so I tend to use the Protein Boost a little bit more frequently than some of the others, but it helps me to get the necessary things inside of my diet. But that's what this call is dedicated to. It's not just drink the protein boost or drink the shakes and get skinny. There's so much more that goes into it. And the longer that I have been um, at my goal weight, the more that I know it has to do with my mind, how I think and how I feel. If I can change how I think and how I feel, I get different actions, which gives me different results. And I've talked a, a, you know, about that thought model quite a bit because most problems or most programs just focus on do X action and get Y results. And while that works, it doesn't work forever. A, number one, we have a limited number of willpower. And B, number two, um, it, it's not a long-term it's not a long-term thinking change. It's a short-term thinking change. So one of, the, one of the things that's helped me in terms of thinking, there's an author by the name of Steve Siebold, and you've uh, probably heard me talk about him before. He's got two books that I really like. One is 177 Mental Toughness Secrets of the World Class, and the other one is Die Fat or Get Tough. Um, and it's 101 differences in thinking between fat people and fit people. And Steve has been studying mental performance for years and years and years. And so when he says, says world-class and middle-class, when he uses those terms, he's talking about world-class thinking and middle-class thinking, not socioeconomic. He's talking about high performers. How do high performers think? And how are they different? And that's what he's done for his whole career is compare performance levels and thinking levels. So his book, books are broken down into a variety of lessons around thinking. And um, this one I came across, and I'd like to share it with you. I'm going to read it to you, and um, um, we'll go from there. So it's difference number 98. Fat people allow others to knock themselves off track. Fit people know how to say no. The masses have always been and will always be heavily influenced by the thoughts and opinions of others. The negative effect of, of peer pressure on the middle class extends beyond adolescence into adulthood. Fat people on a diet are often derailed at the urging of friends, family, and coworkers who pressure them to abandon their diet for a variety of reasons. With little confidence in themselves and a poor track record to run on, 
Fat people attempting to get fit often fall prey to the mindset of the masses. Fit people listen to their mentor and support teams and cocoon themselves during the early stages of habit alteration. Knowing this three to four week period is the most critical time in the process. Fit people know the importance of blocking out negative influences and learning to ignore the opinions of the middle class. Their greatest test occurs on weekends, holidays, and other special occasions where well-intending family and friends apply massive doses of emotional pressure to break their diet. While most people believe cheating on one meal is no big deal, fit people are aware of the dire consequences of severing the newly sewn thread of a new habit and the domino effect that occurs as a result. One meal turns into a full day, which turns into... I'll start back again on Monday. How many times have you said that? That's why fit people get comfortable saying no to even the slightest compromise in their diet. They know that every time they reject someone pressuring them to cheat, they get stronger and more committed. Fit people realize the battle for optimum health is a battle that must be won if they're going to get the most out of life, and they refuse to allow some well-meaning a potentially harmful middle-class thinker to push them off track. The question every fat person must ask themselves is, am I willing to stand up for myself and stick to the diet, or, or will I give someone else the power to reinforce my old losing habit? Um, there's a lot for me to unpack in there. And I, I guess the very the very first thing is while we're building habits, and, and I know there's a lot of discussion around cheat meals and cheat times and, and that sort of thing, and and this really isn't a um, uh, an opinion about any one of those. What this is is while we're building the process, while we're trying to build new habits. He's, there's a there's a three to four week period of time that's the most critical time in the process in terms of starting to change our thinking because it's not it, it is about the physical habits it's also about the the thinking and blocking out some of those influences and I think it's really important at that period of time to stay compliant because what I know is this at least for CJ when I'm not compliant at a hundred percent those little things here and there become bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, and it turns into, and how many times have you said this? I'll start back on Monday, right? One little meal. I'm just going to have this at this little meal. Um, and then I will start, or, or it, it, and then it turns into something else. And now all of a sudden the whole, another week is gone. Uh, and that I need to think differently about it. So one of the things that I, tend to that I like to do um, I talked about this in detail last week was to food journal and you can make food journaling journaling really simple in fact I make it very simple for myself um, there was a time when I first started this journey when I was on Weight Watchers where I measured and wrote down every single uh, quantity uh, and I realized that that's very hard for people to do so uh, what I do and what I do today is I write down everything I eat, but I write it down before I eat it. So last night I wrote down my, the things that I was going to eat today. So I just grabbed a piece of paper 
I at the very it's actually in my in my daily planner, and I write down BLD right breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then I simply write the things that I will eat today. So as an example, what I'm having for my meals today, I my breakfast will be a little power bowl, and that's a kind of this oatmeal concoction that I make with uh, a protein boost in the oatmeal concoction with some some nuts and some uh, bananas today. At lunch, I've got some microgreens <coughs> that I bought at the farmer's market. I've got hummus and carrots. Uh, I'm going to have a half a, a piece, and you don't even have to write this down, but I know for me it's going to be a half a piece of uh, naan and um, uh, some beans on my on my microgreens. And then for dinner tonight, I'm having an avocado salad, and it's kind of, again, in this little concoction salad that I make, and I have, uh, I'm going to treat myself to some cater tots, a little bit of tater tots and a couple of faux chicken nuggets. I just had a craving for those yesterday while I was writing this down. So that's my that's my dinner for this evening. I'm not going to I'm not going to be uh, cooking anything special. It's going to be quick because I'm out of the house for most of the day. The point here is that I wrote down what I'm going to eat and I'm going to hold myself accountable to what I'm going to eat so that when it happens. And invariably it does, not every single day, but invariably it happens around well-meaning and well-intentioned people, and they want me to eat with them. And I understand that because so much of our society now is is tied into food and having food with each other, right? Quote, unquote, breaking bread. Um, that it's very easy for me to push that to the side to push myself to the side and to conform to others. And that's peer pressure. That's the peer pressure, at least that I feel. And I know that if I want to stay fit, I have to block out those negative influence and learn to ignore the opinions of others. One of the biggest changes that I noticed when I moved from Wisconsin here to Lake Tahoe, which is now 15 plus years ago, was how... I interacted with my friends here in Tahoe, really how they taught me to interact here in Tahoe. Back in Wisconsin, it was always done around a meal. It, it, it was just, I, I don't know if that's just the habits my friends and I had gotten into or culturally that's what it was. But the biggest thing that was different when I got out here, because people here are very active. People are always going to do other things. When I set appointments with friends, it wasn't about going to Starbucks or going out for a meal. It was about, let's go for a hike. Let's go for a a, a walk. We've got a beautiful walking path down by the lake. Um, Let's go skiing. Uh, Let's go and play pickleball. Let's go and do something. Our time together was always um, crafted around doing something other than eating. And what I was really doing was surrounding myself with like-minded people, right? I didn't have to, I didn't have to really learn to say no because we had something in common that we were doing. That's no different when you listen to leaders talk about how, you know, building a business, right? One of the things that you hear is something to the effect of, 
look around at your five closest friends. And that tells you a lot about your habits. What are those people like? Because those are my mentors. So when it comes to that, what are those people like? Are those people fit in taking care of themselves and taking responsibility for not just what they put in their mouth, but what they do in terms of activity? Or do those people have other priorities inside of their lives? And that's not sitting there and that's not being judgmental about them. It's making choices for myself. It's deciding how I want to act and react. Right? This Memorial Day weekend. Um, Those those are things that tend to still revolve around food and parties and, and, and those types of things. I'm sure there was peer pressure in a lot of different ways. Um, how we deal with that peer pressure ultimately can be how we are successful or unsuccessful in terms of um, in terms of uh, keeping ourselves fit. So I wanted to end this, and one of the things he always does at the end of every section is ask a critical thinking question, and then uh, gives an to people who may unknowingly try to knock you off track. That's the first one. The second one is, have you learned how to say no to yourself? So again, have you learned how to say no to people who may unknowingly try to knock you off track? And have you learned how to say no to yourself? And then the action step is this. Make a decision to distance yourself from people who refuse to support you in your fitness goals. Your life is at stake, and this calls for drastic measures. Just say no to spending time with people unless they are in harmony with your biggest goals and dreams. And I don't think that goes with just your weight loss. I think that goes for your whole entire life. Life is just too short to be surrounded by people who, who, um, as it says here, don't live in harmony with your biggest goals and dreams. That's what I have for you this morning. So at the